it all just kind of spiraled for me and became something I had never been through. I had never recognized myself as a person who can't pick themselves back up. I mean, I was literally on stage crying. I was on tour. I remember being on tour. And, um, Did the people around you kind of know what was going on? Or had I think they knew when the breakup happened. Yes. They knew. Yes. That was clear. I was crying before stage. I was crying on stage. I was crying after stage. I was barely getting my makeup on through the tears and barely keeping it on through the tears. And I remember just, you know, it was just dark. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whatever time you're listening to this. Hello and welcome to season two, episode two of BSW. So today's topic is going to be about mental health, especially in the black community. Um, I want to start this episode by saying rest in peace to XXX Tentacion. I never really listened to his music and I didn't know much about him, but I do know that he was a young man and he didn't deserve to go out the way he went out. And um, regardless of things that I'm hearing about him from his past or things he's done, it doesn't, you know, make it right that he was killed or gunned down that way. So rest in peace to him. And um, the reason why, you know, it's, it's important for me to shed light on him is because I know that he openly talked about depression and, you know, his mental health and he was very transparent with the public about that. So um, I want everybody to remember him and for the positive things and, you know, make yourself more aware about mental health. Um, okay, so recently, two celebrities have unfortunately ended their lives by way of suicide um Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain um it's very sad and I've noticed that these two particular celebrities has brought a lot of attention to mental health now I don't want anybody to drag me but it's it's quite funny how Certain things will happen um, in the opposite community of an urban community, and there will be a lot of media attention, and there will be a lot of, you know, talk about mental health or a lot of talk about depression and the importance in suicide hotlines, etc. <clears throat> but a lot of people of color who have also experienced problems with their mental health and have ha- has used negative outlets such as drugs and stuff have been dragged down um you know and that same support for mental health hasn't always been you know conditioned or shared with the world Um, often people talk about Whitney Houston and Bobby Brown and crackheads and the stand a third and make make jokes but you know did anybody ever stop to think that maybe they were going through depression and they were going through mental problems while they were alive and you know especially Michael Jackson a lot of people teased him and there's a lot of satire and don't get me wrong I know how to laugh and I know how to you know what I'm saying um join in the fun but but at times have we ever stopped to think about these people and what they were dealing with because besides the money did we ever stop to actually be like hmm 
these people are going through so much in their lives. Like, maybe growing up, they didn't have no daddy around. Maybe growing up, you know, they didn't grow up in the ideal family. So money and fame and fortune isn't exactly filling these voids. And it's crazy because I tend to feel like a lot of creatives tend to have, like, more mental health problems. And I could be wrong, but this is just my own personal opinion. I feel like a lot of creatives tend to have a lot of mental health problems, too. And I feel like that's why they use music or art or things like that as an outlet to share, you know, in the pain or to somewhat, I guess, express themselves. Like, um, there's, like, this saying that creatives always use they always be like you know I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit first person I ever heard use that line was Erica Badu I don't know if she came up with the line but to say I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit it's like that speaks volumes because it's like we are sensitive because we've gone through so much and not just creatives but this is just you know one share example um yeah I believe that a lot of black people who um, have had mental health issues but have not, you know, seek the proper outlets or, you know, the proper ways to deal with it have ended up being a victim of the system or, you know, worse, dead, you know, um, yeah. Yeah, victim of public ridicule, you know. I had made a post on Facebook, and I was talking about, because me, I grew up in a Caribbean family, and I had made a post, and it said that Caribbean parents don't take mental health seriously enough. That's not verbatim. I don't know if that's word for word exactly how I wrote it, but basically, you know, that's that's what I was saying. And it's so true, because... You know, growing up in a Jamaican household, being in Jamaica at any point in time, I remember having cousins who had autism or had problems or, you know, weren't like typically functioning the way the average person would would function. And I remember, you know, seeing maybe my aunts and, and, and family deal with them as if to deal with a normal child. And I would, you know, in my mind, I would be like, well, clearly something's wrong with them. Like, you know, having a cousin who had ADD or autism or something like that, seeing them have a harder time to struggle with listening and following instruction is like, it's obvious that they weren't able to function the same way me as a child is being told to sit down is able to function. And it's like, they would be like, oh. Nothing wrong with them, meaning nothing's wrong with them. They fine. They just, they hard of hearing. They don't listen. And it's like, nah, they got problems, you know? It's like there's certain things, especially, you know, like I have an aunt who, I would say she has Alzheimer's, a great aunt. And to them, to Jamaicans, they'll just be like, oh, them just I get old, them just I get old, instead of getting a proper diagnosis to say, like, no, you have Alzheimer's, or no, this person is sick, you know, so there are just certain things, so that is also um, a problem within 
a lot of urban communities, there are just certain things that aren't taken seriously enough. And then people wait until it's too late to say, okay, you know, let's do something about this. Um, I do feel like as a black person, I do feel like we've been taken advantage of when it comes to our mental health. I do, I do not believe that, I do not believe that a lot of us was brought up to, you know, um, openly discuss our problems or even seek therapy or professional help. It's, sorry guys, I'm sitting outside, so fleas, ticks, mosquitoes, the whole nine shebang. But, yeah, I do believe that even... I always say that the generation, our parents' generation, or our grandparents' generation, they were grown, they were raised with this passive-aggressive mentality. So, even for you to speak your mind, even in the most respectful way, was disrespectful. As a child, you were told to just shut your mouth and accept what is being, you know, given to you or told to you, and not express your feelings because to even express your feelings is disrespect that's the way our parents was raised and I always say millennials we're very vocal you know the older generation they will be like oh y'all are just disrespectful there's a difference between being disrespectful and then being vocal and expressing how you feel I do believe it's important to express how you feel because to bottle up everything that you're saying and my boyfriend's gonna laugh at me because I tend to have moments where I bottle up but to bottle up everything that you're feeling is is not really good for you because that that'll drive you crazy. And um, if you know me personally, you know I have a very close relationship with my dad. Most of my friends and family, everybody who knows me knows my dad. You know, and I do have a mom in my life. My parents are still married. They've been married for what 20 plus years 25 plus years they've been married forever but I don't tend to have as much as a close relationship with my mother because my mother it was always hard for me to express myself with with her and to her and even to this day I always kind of feel bad about it because it's like no matter what when I try to have that type of relationship with my mother it's like she's kind of stuck in her ways and I blame that on her generation and her time you know, it'll be the simplest conversation. And me, I'm the type of person who I've learned in my life to agree to disagree. You may not always agree with the person, but it's not necessarily your decision to try to convince a person that you're right. So I would have conversations with my mother and, you know, sometimes I would just be like, you know, I don't really like that. Never any, it wouldn't have to get to a yelling match. It wouldn't have to get to disrespect. It wouldn't have to be any type of disrespect. Just a simple, you know, I'm not really into that. Eh, I don't really prefer that. And my mother just automatically gets on the defense, always so ready to be like, mm, I don't want to hear it. Mm. Like, mm, I don't want to argue. I don't want to hear it. And it's, and me, in the same tone I'm using now, I would be like, I'm not even trying to argue. I'm just telling you that I dislike something or I disapprove something or I'm not comfortable with something or even if I'm just expressing something that doesn't even have to do with our relationship she'll just kind of be like hey I don't want to talk about it I don't want to talk about it now I'm not I don't really know what the relationship between my mother and my grandmother was and I mean her mother 
I don't know what that was like. I'll have to get more insight on that from my older sisters and and my older brothers and my aunts and stuff. I, I'm not sure, but I tend to feel like my mother didn't have too much of a relationship um, based on, like, you know, just having some somewhat of a a bond with her mom or much dialogue because when I try to have dialogue with my mother it's like she's not able to carry on conversations with me without in a way being condescending or you know trying to just you know be too tough and it's like dang ma like you know I know they always be like oh parents you're not your kids friends and stuff like that but I do believe that once you reach a certain age like when you're an adult you should be able to sit down and speak to your your parents as an adult you not you know don't cross the line I don't mean be cussing and carrying on with your parents as you would with your friends but still as two adults you should be able to have a conversation once you get to a certain age with your parents and I believe that even to this day I still can't have those conversations with my mom and I do believe that it's affected my mental health. I do believe that it's affected, you know, because sometimes me, I yearn for that type of connection. And I, I do believe that in a way it's made me feel rejected in more ways than one, you know, or made me feel like I'm not good enough. And then there are there are plenty of other things that I won't delve into. But also, you know, the, the way people bring up their their kids, you know, I always tell tell people, speak life into your children. Don't speak negativity on them. Don't say, oh, you're going to be a worthless good for nothing. That's another thing that, you know, our parents' generation and their parents used to do. Like, and it, it was a way of motivating you. It was a way of pushing you. But in, in a way, it still kind of diminished you or, or made you feel small or made you feel not good enough and stuff like that. Um... Recently, I actually was on YouTube. I know there's a couple of people who are obsessed with, like, Crime Watch TV or, um, what's that channel? ID. People who like to watch those forensic things. Yeah, me. I have my moments where I'm just, like, on a binge. So I was watching this thing about this, um, 19-year-old girl. Her name is Ashanti Billy, who had went, who was kidnapped, was missing. Um, was it, I think, Virginia? I think Virginia. She was missing in Virginia. Um, she went, she woke up, went to work, drove to work that day, you know, it seemed like she left work that day, but it's crazy because it wasn't shown that she clocked in. They see on the cameras that she drove in, it showed on the cameras that she drove in to work and her car left, um, but it never showed her clocking in. So, you know, basically what happened is, uh... A retired Navy veteran had kidnapped and killed her. Her body was found in South Carolina. And he was a homeless Navy veteran who was living in the Navy buildings. Because the girl worked on the, on the Naval base out there. And um, so, yeah, um, he, he kidnapped and killed her and, and left her body behind a church that he used to attend as a child in South Carolina. And it was so odd to me. It's so odd to me that, you know, this black man, a Navy veteran, did something like that. And he claims that he blacked out. He doesn't remember. Or so he claims. We don't know. And I'm sure it's like publicly he's a monster. He's this. He's that. You know what I'm saying? And, and 
did anybody ever stop to say, hmm, something's wrong with this man, something's wrong with our brother, something's wrong with our cousin, something's wrong with our uncle, let's, let's try to seek the proper help for him, because, um, family friends who he used to live with had, you know, interviewed, was into work, they were interviewed, and they had said that, they had said that he would come around and, you know, he was very helpful. He was like a handyman, always fixing things for them and he even lived with them. But he did have peculiar ways. Why do we overlook those peculiar ways in people? Why do we overlook those little things that are odd to us? Why do we ever stop to be like, hey, what's going on? Are you okay? You know, like, how are you feeling? How has life been since you've left the Navy? What's going on in your mind? You know, I feel like it's, we don't take the extra care in our community. We like to poke fun and tease and laugh and make memes and stuff like that. And we don't stop to actually identify what the problem is. It's so funny because all these people who shoot up the churches and these white people who shoot up the schools and stuff like that the first thing that they're they're checking into is their mental background and the first thing that they put in the newspaper is oh had a history of mental problems but he was a great person but when it's a black person come on now y'all know i'm not lying when it's a black person it's like mm, he he had a um misdemeanor in 2012 and he this and he that and he this and he that they never say like okay maybe he had a mental issue like okay maybe he had problems growing up let's let's check into his family history they don't care and I feel like because we as a community we don't necessarily nurture our people the way that we should we don't nurture our people we are so quick to just shut out and disown and not look at the depth of a situation and just be like, mm, you ain't, you ain't shit. Excuse my language. You know what I'm saying? And I have the ability sometimes to try to look below the surface and identify deeper issues within people because I understand cause and effect. We all learned that in elementary school, cause and effect. We learned that there's a reason for everything. There's a cause, and then there's the effect. We've all learned that. That's not, it doesn't take a rocket scientist. We've learned that there's a root to everything that happens in the world. There's a reason beyond why somebody acts the way they act. But y'all notice the community opposite of us, they, they make sure to take care of theirs. Even if they gotta pay the highest coin, to make sure that their kid doesn't look like you know what I'm saying to make sure that their kid doesn't look bad in the news media or make sure that they don't make their name look bad they make sure us as a black community sometimes we just push our kids out there we just push them away we're just like you ain't shit we don't help each other enough we don't help each other enough and I kind of want to uh I kind of want to talk a little bit about the suicide hotlines. A lot of people are like, oh, if you need someone, if you want to talk someone, talk to someone, call the suicide hotlines. Here's a number. Da-da-da. Let me tell you something about somebody who's depressed. 
coming from a person who has been depressed, has gone through depression, is currently fighting it. You know what I'm saying? People who are depressed, most days, we don't want to get out of bed. We don't want to talk to anybody. We don't want to see anybody. We have to be pushed. We have to be pushed to even do the normal everyday things, to, just to get up and brush our teeth and take a shower. I know it sounds yucky, but th this is the reality. What makes you guys think that we want to talk to suicide hotlines? What makes you think we want to talk to random people? Hmm? I'm just, I just want you guys to, to kind of resonate with that. And I'm, I'm not saying that suicide hotlines aren't helpful. And I'm not saying that their purpose, you know, is wrong. But the same people who are sharing those things, have you ever thought to reach out to people these people that you know are dealing with these things yourself before you sprout out a number and be like, hey, can you call the suicide hotline? We kind of want to open up to people who are close to us. We, I don't think it would help much that we talk to people that doesn't even know us because they might just say the wrong thing. And I think that it's important for us to, to try to dig deep within ourselves and realize when it's time for us to seek help or the proper measures to move forward with our lives. Depression is not easy. So that is easier said than done. But however, I do believe that there are ways for us to cope and there are ways for us to deal with the situations I do believe sinking in your sorrow or drowning in your misery is not helpful when dealing with depression I do believe that it's, it's important to find find something that makes you happy grip it and, and do it and um, shoot multiply it I don't know find something find some things that make you happy and, and hold on to them and pray. Oh my gosh. You guys know I'm religious. I put God first. Pray. Prayer is so important. I mean, I don't want to offend those of you who don't believe in God, but I do. So if you don't, this might not be the podcast for you. However, <clears throat> it's important for you to, to get a grip on reality a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Because a, a lot of times we allow our mental health to rot us from the inside out. And it affects our relationships with people. It affects our own personal growth, self-growth. It affects the way we dress, the way we carry ourselves. It affects everything. It can take over your life if you let it. I think it's definitely important sometimes for us to take responsibility because there there was a time there was a point in time in my life where it was easy for me to try to blame anybody around me for what what was going on deep inside me it wasn't nobody's fault it's just it's always easy to lash out on people who are around you when you're going through things it's easy for to be like mm, you you're the reason why I this and you're the reason why I that that's that's not the way to go about it. It's important to take responsibility. It's important to 
to self-love. Shout out to Shakira. That reminds me of Shakira because she always she always makes these posts and says and says, um, you guys take care of yourself and self-love and you know, she's like this awesome ass pescatarian, vegetarian, vegan who's always coming up with these dope ass meals. I love Shakira. Shout out to all my York family. But yeah, self-love. I think we forget to do that sometimes. In the pressure to be a certain person in society or the pressure to be perfect. How about this for pressure? I have completed school. That's something that I'm proud of. Taking no breaks. You know what I'm saying? Except for now. You know, I'm still thinking about going for my master's. But I completed I completed school. I did what I had to do. I got my little two degrees. Let me not say little. I got my two degrees and I'm proud. And already I'm being pressured to do a master's without even being somewhat congratulated on the goals that I've done. Instead, it's like diminished. I won't say who, I won't say when, I won't say why, but it's happened to me in my life where people have been like, mm, okay, you got that, even, okay, even when I got my associate's degree, people was like, oh, you just got an associate's degree, like what, I'm about to throw some shade, bitch, <laughs> like you can't say, say that to anybody for any, any level or any measure of an accomplishment, oh, it's just an associate's degree, did you get yours? A lot of y'all out there saying it. Oh, it's just to this. It's just to that. Telling people, oh, you just a CNA. Don't, don't. Come on. It's an accomplishment. And it was hard to do. Something that a lot of y'all can't do. So, any accomplishment, learn to praise yourself for it. Because it's important. I'm learning that every single day. Learn to revel in the good things that have happened to you in your life. And things that you've done to be proud of. Jesus. That stuff deteriorates you. If you if you literally stay on the negative spectrum of life or if you don't try to, you know what I'm saying, help grow yourself with all the, the things you've got going for you, trust me, you will always be stuck in that realm of negativity, that yuck. And then once you get in there, it's hard to get up out of that. Was you really in that shit? It'd be like quicksand. I thank God for my faith every single day. I thank God that I have I have willpower. I was raised knowing the faith of God, and I'm 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 really glad for that. Because if it wasn't for that, I don't know where I'd be. That's what grips me. I know I have a God that's alive and well in my life. It helps me. So what's going on with you? What's what's your mental problems? What do you have any? Do you feel like you have any? I feel like a lot of people nowadays, like I said, like these these celebrities who are taking their lives and rest in peace to them and stuff like that. I feel like it's bringing a lot of awareness to mental health and I feel like a lot of people are using mental health now. Like 
a lot of them are using the word and they're they're throwing it out there. But what are you doing about it? What are you doing about it? What are you doing yourself to rid yourself of these toxic, toxic mental situations? Are you seeking professional help? There's nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with seeing a psychiatrist or shrink, whatever they call it. There's nothing wrong with it. You shouldn't be ashamed. Because if that's what you need to do to move forward, that's okay. And it's okay if you can't, if you feel like you cannot talk to your family. Sometimes, and sadly, and this is and this is the uninhibited truth, sometimes we can't talk to our family. They say blood is thicker than water, but sometimes not all of us are born into families that we can be transparent with or that we can be open with. Sometimes we are born into families who are not able to communicate properly or not able to absorb information without passing judgment. Trust me. I know. So, if if you are if you do feel like you're dealing with mental issues, you you can talk to me. You can hit me up. You can message me, you can reach out to me, you can email me. Natisha folks at yahoo.com N-A-T-E-S-H-A-F-O-L-K-E-S at yahoo.com Talk to me, hit me up on Facebook, Tisha folks. You know, because I know it's a battle. And it's not it's not easy. But I know it's alive and well. I I know. I know what the struggle is like. So, let me end this on a more positive note. I hope you guys are taking care of yourselves, putting yourselves first. Um putting your happiness first. Staying steadfast and faithful to what it is you love. Sometimes people try to come in and muddy the waters and tell you what you're doing or what you love is is not worth it or not, you know what I'm saying? important but nobody can't tell you what is how important something is to you so do what it is you love pat yourself on the back sometimes tell yourself that you're beautiful because you are and and pray but if you need to talk i'm here to talk i'd love to have a talk with you guys so thank you for listening and i'll talk to you guys later